Well, I have to say this, uh, this year is one of the worst job markets I think I've seen in a long time and it's not getting better. I don't think a day goes by that I don't read about another layoff. So in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about how to know when a layoff's coming, how to prepare for it, how to avoid it, and what to do if it happens to you. How do you get back into the job market and find a new job? I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Career. So I am uh, working with a number of clients who are in different kind of phases of concern, I should say, about this job market. Um, Some are fairly secure in their jobs, or at least they think they are. But they want to keep their options open. And they've been doing it long enough that they know there is no such thing as job security. Uh, We are seeing companies that are quite profitable, sometimes doing better than ever, that still want to cut cost, that still want to send a signal to the street uh, to help the share price to be able to pay bigger bonuses to their executives. Um, It's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. And then there are some people that are worried that a layoff is coming. Maybe they've already had a few layoffs or they're hearing rumors that one is coming. And then I also have some clients that that it's already happened to. Um, In some cases, they were worried. They were working on it. And then right in the middle of uh, talking with me and getting started, I'm glad they got started uh, looking for a new job, the layoff hit. And they're like, well, I got caught. Um, Another friend of mine uh, has been through a couple of layoffs in the last two years, I guess it is, which is, man, it's ridiculous, layoff after layoff. And just dodged another one it just hit a couple of weeks ago when they luckily dodged this one it is um it's unpredictable it's not only hitting the tech sector it's hitting other companies as well um people in the media industry people in the industrial sector you name it there are a lot of layoffs going around so i want to talk about that in this episode because it is scary It is concerning if you have a family to provide for or if you have the rent that you have to pay and you got to make ends meet, you you need income coming in. And the worst feeling is getting laid off and being put into this job market with, in some cases, we've had millions of people lose their jobs over the last few years. But you're at least competing with thousands of people for what you do. And, um, that's hard that's really hard. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about what's going on and why this is happening. Um, yeah, I worked in the corporate world for many years. Um, worked, started working in Silicon Valley in tech back in 1993. 
was at IBM and I've talked about this when they had their very first layoff ever. Um, so I experienced that. I was at Apple. We went through at least two, maybe three rounds of layoffs that I remember that, um, I was able to kind of get through that. I was at a startup when every single one of us got laid off after an acquisition. So it's like all of us lost our jobs. So yeah, I've been laid off and I've been on the other side of the table. I've had to lay people off, uh, as a manager, as a leader, as an executive, and it's never a fun experience for anyone. It's not, it's not great for the employee, obviously. It's not great for the manager if you're a good person and you care about people. It's hard. It's really hard. So yeah, about 30-some years I've been doing this. Um, seen a lot of it. I've been uh, doing the career coaching for over seven years now. So I've worked with a lot of people who've lost their jobs and been laid off. And we start to see recurring patterns, right? You start to see some things that make you wonder if the company's concerned about uh, expenses and trying to cut things back. So you will see some of the perks and benefits start to dwindle or even disappear entirely. You know, uh, off-sites, free food, other things that the company's been providing that are considered extraneous benefits, they, uh, they start cutting it back. They start reducing um, travel budget, education budget, training budget, conferences. And I remember when this happened. I remember when they were like, okay, no more travel unless it's absolutely necessary. No more business class travel ever. Nobody's going to conferences this year. We're not going to be doing a re, a uh, an event this year with the the organization like we used to. We're not going bowling. We're not doing anything. <laughs> so that's one sign. That's a sign that they're tightening the belt. So pay attention to that. Uh, the other which happens is the the planning activities. So you've probably been involved in quarterly planning. You've been involved in long term project planning. You can tell when a reorg's coming and when a layoff might be coming when that gets put on hold. So it might be put on hold for everyone. Maybe there is no planning going on. That's all been paused, which is concerning, obviously. It's like, okay, <laughs> there's some uncertainty coming and that's why their planning has been paused and they don't want to commit to anything and don't want to spend money on projects, you name it, until they figure out what's going on. It's a lot more concerning if you're not part of that. So if you notice that project planning is going on and long-term planning is going on that you normally would have been a part of, but you're not invited, that's a really bad sign. That's a really bad sign. That means that they don't want you in the room talking about confidential stuff and you're probably on the layoff list. Um, big one, which we've seen for a while now is when hiring slows down or it's completely frozen. So the company stops hiring. So obviously they're, uh, concerned about headcount. Um, if you 
suddenly are no longer invited to meetings that are just regular meetings you used to go to. So like one-on-one meetings with your manager, um, meetings with senior leadership or collaborative meetings, whatever. All of a sudden the meetings are canceled. Not good. That's not good. Um, I've talked about this when teams get shifted. So when teams get moved to new managers and everything gets shuffled around, um, especially if it doesn't make sense, you're like, why is this happening? Why is this person suddenly taking on this team? That probably means the other leader or manager has been put on the layoff list. Or in some cases, you know, one thing that happened to me is they moved a team to me and then told me I had to lay off the team. <laughs> and so they got moved to me simply because the the manager didn't want to deal with it. And so they made me deal with it. That was that was real fun. Um, if there's tons of meetings being scheduled with uh, HR and people that you have never heard of before. So I think we are seeing... Um, kind of an interesting trend with younger folks who are recording their layoffs and sharing those on uh, TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and, and other forms of social media. And there's mixed feelings about it. But they they show up for a meeting and there's two people sitting on the, the Zoom call with them that they've never met before. Their manager's not present and there are two people who are telling them, hi, we have some bad news you've been laid off. We'll give you more information about your package, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I see this as kind of cowardly on the, the part of the management. So let me, let me have kind of this point of view about it. If the company's doing everything right, if they're treating people with respect, uh, if the manager is meeting with the employees to talk about the layoff, then there's nothing wrong with it being shared. The person may not even want to share it, but there's nothing wrong because you're not being a terrible person. Sometimes businesses have to do layoffs. It's unfortunate, but it is part of business and it's part of managing expenses. It happens. But if you're not handling it well, you're not showing up for the meeting because you're too cowardly to talk to your own employees, who knows why this is happening? then I'm sorry, if you look bad, then that's on you. Do a better job. Treat people with more respect. Um, if you notice that your manager and your manager's manager and all, everybody's kind of unavailable suddenly. They're no longer coming to meetings. They keep postponing meetings because they're being pulled into a whole bunch of meetings over the course of a few days, maybe a week, depends on, on how much is going on with this reorg and layoff. That means they're being pulled into emergency planning means for layoff. And so if that happens, yeah, a layoff's coming. Um, if you're told you have to attend a mandatory meeting or maybe even come into the office for a mandatory meeting and bring your equipment. <laughs> yeah. What does that tell you? So you're like told, I don't care if you're on vacation. I don't tell if it's, you know, your day off. Everybody has to come into the office or everybody has to be on this call. Nah, that's a layoff. That's a big announcement. Uh, 
Um, and then sometimes things just stop working. I've talked with a few of my friends that said they found out they were laid off when they, they could no longer get into the corporate VPN. Their laptop wasn't able to, to go into the network. They couldn't check their email. And that's how they found out they were laid off. It's pathetic. Uh, companies sometimes handle this so, so badly, so poorly. Um, so what do we do about this? What does everybody want to do about this? Well, I've been talking with a few people that obviously as a, as a career coach and leadership coach, sometimes people want to do the right thing, which is continue to advance their career. And part of that means looking for a new job. I've mentioned this before that if you stay in a job for more than two years and you're not getting promoted, you're not getting a big raise, you are going to make less money than you could over the lifetime of your career. Been researched to support this. No one wants to hear this, but if you change jobs every two years or so, your career will continue to rise. You'll make more money. You should be using every new job as an opportunity to get that promotion, take a job at the next level, make a lot more money. I talked about you know the big 50% raise I got going to a new employer once, which was way better than the, the meager 5% that my current employer was going to give me. Uh, I've been promoted going between companies, which is fantastic. That could be part of your negotiation. So that is a good way to get ahead in your career. It's a good way to keep moving up if a company's not taking care of you. However, in this market, that's risky, right? It's a little risky. Now, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. So no one is telling you that when you are looking for a new job that you have to be forced to quit your job before you have a job or to take an offer you don't want to take that's not a great offer or you're worried about the new company, don't do it. Stay put. If you feel somewhat safe and secure in your current job with your current employer, stay put. Don't do anything to risk that. I mean, you can network. You can look around for opportunities without being silly about it and making your employer freak out saying, I think you're interviewing. There's ways to do it. There's smart ways to do it. So keep looking around, see what you can find. If you can find a great job that pays you more money and it's a really solid company and it feels safer, then you should move, right? But don't don't make that move if you don't feel safe, right? So if you can ride out the storm with your current employer, do that. The other thing you should be thinking about if you're going to stay is how to make yourself more valuable. How do you increase your sense of security, your job security in that company? And I mentioned that I survived layoffs at IBM. I survived multiple rounds of layoffs at Apple. Um, you know, I survived layoffs at other companies too. And so how do you, how do you get through that? How do you stay off that list? And let me be clear about something. There is some talk and some companies are spinning it to say, Hey, it's totally random. We are randomly selecting 10% of our employees for the layoff. That's BS. <laughs> Who would do that? And if you are a manager or leader or a boss listening to this, 
let me ask you that question. Would you just randomly lose some of your employees? Like maybe some of your best employees would be on that list and some of your worst employees would stay? No way. No way. So the reality is people who are in management roles and leadership roles are always thinking about their best performers and their worst performers. They want to take care of their best people. They're always trying to get them raises and promotions so that they'll stay because they provide incredible value. And then they're looking at the bottom and they're trying to figure out, do I need to put this person on a plan? Do they need to be fired? Should I put them on the layoff list? What am I going to do about this? How do I coach this person to, be, to perform better? Is there hope? So they know. When there is a need to put together a layoff list, they know who they want on it. Every manager maintains a list of people that they know if they had to, they could let them go. So the people who stay tend to be in that kind of top 20%. They're doing great work. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to be on that list. People are working on really strategic projects and they're in a critical role that's kind of irreplaceable. They're not going to get laid off. People who are positioned for the company's future and have the knowledge and the skills and the experience aren't going to get laid off. That was the case when I was at Apple. I had experience with Unix from working at IBM. I'd done some Unix software design and prototyping. And little did I know, we were getting ready to acquire Next. And you know, the Next OS, at the core of it, has a Unix kind of kernel. So I was able to work in the command line. I was able to understand how to use that software and to find a way to bring those worlds together, the Mac OS and Next OS. So that saved my job. That's why I didn't get laid off. Um, there are a few employees that the manager just seems that they can't live without, right? They make life easier. They take work off the manager's plate. Um, people who bring in revenue tend not to get laid off, right? Companies don't like to lay off their sales team if they have great salespeople that are bringing in money, right? Uh, they don't want to get rid of people who are looking for ways to save the company money. Yeah, anybody who's got a really positive ROI. So if having you be fully compensated adds way more value for the company than it would cost to have you, then why would they want to get rid of you, right? Unless there's some big layoff of an entire division that does happen occasionally. And then the last thing to think about is who are the people that are a pain in the butt to manage? There are people who are challenging <laughs> to manage and their value isn't high enough to be worth the challenge of that. They often get put on the layoff list. So you want to, you want to stay off that. So look for ways to prove or demonstrate or re-educate your manager that you're really good at what you do. Pay attention to what you're assigned to. Don't get assigned on those side projects or little things that aren't that important. Make sure you're working on something that's strategic or core to the company. Get the skills you need, you know, so that you are well positioned for where the company's going. Because if you are clinging to the past and you are great for what the company used to do, but not the future, you're in trouble, right? 
find ways to keep driving revenue for the company, finding ways to save money for the company, you know, add value, be useful, you name it. Um, be somebody that's positive to work with, you know, be somebody that they're glad to see that you're in the office. They're glad to see that you're in a meeting on zoom, whatever it might be. So if you do still fear that you might be facing a layoff, the company might be uh, getting ready to do that. And you are not sure about the security of your position. Do not wait. Do not wait to take action. So you want to start reconnecting with people. I talk about the power of networking all the time. It's how people find jobs. It's how people find great jobs. It's how people tap into that hidden job market. I literally have just had some people reach out to me and ask me if I knew some people for some pretty senior positions. And I, you know, I said, oh, is the job listed somewhere? Do you have the job description? They said, oh, it's not posted yet. It's not public yet. That's that hidden job market. And there are more jobs in that market than you can imagine. People want to find a great person for a job before they post it publicly and have to deal with thousands and thousands of applications. They'll still have to do it. I think legally in most places, they still have to post the position, but they now have already earmarked a few people that they know they already want to hire. And they feel pretty confident that they have some good people lined up. And so people do, they share positions with their network. They ask if they know someone, they start getting resumes and going back channel. You can tap into this. You can absolutely tap into this. You should be going through all your connections. And I've talked about how you can do that. You can export your LinkedIn connections, whatever you're using to manage all your professional contacts and stuff like that. And you can start reaching out to people that you used to work with. And it could be old bosses. It can be colleagues. It can be people in other organizations, whatever. And just check in with people. You know, this is a rough time. A lot of people are going through this. A lot of people are worried about this. And it's a good time to kind of check in and show some gratitude and just, you know, say things like, hey, you were one of the best managers I ever had. I don't know if I ever told you that, but I appreciate you. Thank you for taking care of us, taking care of the team. Or I really enjoyed working with you as a colleague on this project. And I'm sure I never talked about it, but you know, you're one of the best engineers ever worked with or the best salespeople ever worked with, whatever, right? There are good people in your list that would love to hear from you that I'm sure you genuinely would like to talk with and reconnect with. And this is the time to do it. This is the time to do it. People don't like being used, so I'm going to warn you, don't just reach out to people and say, hey, I'm contacting you because I'm looking for my next job. That doesn't feel good, right? Do you like when people do that to you? <laughs> no one likes that. And you don't have to do that. You can just have a heartfelt reconnection with somebody, and then the conversation will naturally talk about what you guys are up to, right? They're going to ask, what are you doing these days? Where are you working these days? What are you up to? 
and you can explain where you are and what you're doing and you can say, you know, I'm kind of thinking about my next move. I'm not in a rush. I'm not going to jump into anything, but I'm thinking about what I want to do next. And what are they going to ask you? They're going to say, well, what are you looking for? What kind of a job are you looking for? And that's where it's important to start thinking about this and doing some of the homework. What are you looking for? And this is some of the homework exercises that I have um, for the clients that I work with that are looking for jobs. This is the homework exercises I'm going to have for the, um, the Invincible Job Search workshop that's coming up in a couple of months. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to announce that and have uh, a sign up for that. Much like the other workshops I'm hosting, I just had a goals workshop a couple of weeks ago. I have a solopreneur workshop coming up in uh, two weeks, February 26th. So that's coming up. And then I'll have this job search workshop, which is going to help people work through all the steps of being smarter about a job search and how to leverage networking. And so you should be thinking about it. What do you think is the ideal next move for you? Is there a way to move up a level and get promoted? How would you describe this ideal job? Do you want to keep doing exactly what you're doing? Do you want to change things up a little bit? It's really an opportunity to do more of what you enjoy doing and more of what you're really good at doing and hopefully more of what you want to get good at doing, some challenges so you can keep growing and less of what you don't like. This is the chance, right? Look for the right kind of job that has less of the stuff you hate, right? That's really important. So be clear about what your ideal role looks like and how you would describe that job, maybe even what the literal job title would be. And then think about, well, who is your ideal employer? What kind of a company are you looking for? Do you want to work at a startup? Do you want to work at a small company, medium-sized, a large corporation? You know, what are you looking for? What industry? What vertical? Do you want to work in entertainment, gaming, e-commerce? Do you want to learn about AI and work for an AI company? Do you want to work in retail? You name it. I mean, be clear about what it is you're looking for and think about the kind of companies that are kind of good examples of that. So you can say, I'm looking for a company like this and I'm totally making this up. Amazon's a good example of that because they have a team that focuses on X and I do Y. That'd be perfect, right? Or a, a different kind of company, maybe a smaller company like an automatic that makes you know, WordPress and like, actually I'm interested in the open source community and I'd like to work for a smaller company that allows remote work because remote work is really important to me and they are committed to that. So I'm looking for a company like automatic and, um, this is the kind of role that I want because that's what they're going to ask. What are you looking for? Where do you want to work? Then you should be thinking about not necessarily for this conversation, but for yourself, who do you want to work for? What kind of a boss is the right boss for you? And I'm seeing this time and again, some of my friends and clients have had their careers ruined by bad bosses, bad bosses at great companies. So you can go to a great company that will pay you well, should be a good move for you, but you end up reporting to 
a toxic manager. And that will damage your career more than help it. And it will. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And I've experienced the inverse of that where I went to a so-so company. It's like, eh, the company's not that exciting. But the manager was great. The manager took care of me. The manager coached me and mentored me and helped me grow and get better at what I do. And my career thrived. So think hard about that. And do your homework. Know who these people are. Know what you're getting into. Look at their background. Talk to some people who used to report to them. I talk about this all the time. Super important. So be clear. Be clear about the job you want, where you want to work, what type of employer is ideal for you, and then you should be thinking about, well, who do I want to report to? (laughs) Because I don't want this to happen again. Right? I don't want to be worried about a layoff again. So I want to go to a great company with a great job and a manager that's going to take care of me and not put me on the layoff list. So the last thing I want to talk about is how important it is to not leap into this right away if you do get laid off. So if you unfortunately do lose your job, you get laid off, you know, I've written about this, what to do in that first week of a layoff. If you go to uh, newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, search for layoff. There's a way to search all my past posts. And I've talked about how to know when a layoff's coming, how to avoid being on the layoff list, and what to do if you do get laid off what to do in that first week. And one of the things that's important to do is take the time to process what happened, right? It is, it's an emotional experience going through a layoff. Losing a job, even if you weren't thrilled with the employer, isn't fun. It doesn't feel good. You're going to lose colleagues that maybe some of them you enjoyed spending time with. And now it's gone. So you got to process that. You got to take the time for that to sink in. And that means don't jump into a job search that day. Don't get laid off and then jump immediately looking for a job. Or even that week. Don't do it. I've seen people do it. I've seen people leap into the job search before they have their confidence back. Before they've lost their bitterness. And I interviewed somebody like that and they were super bitter. (laughs) They were angry. It had happened, I think, just the week before. So they were saying really negative things about their employer. In the entire interview, they were just being angry and uh, bad-mouthing their old boss and it just came across really poorly. They couldn't even focus on the interview because they were too busy being angry. They didn't get a job offer. So that's, that's not good. You don't want to go through that. So take your time, wait till your confidence is back, wait till you're ready to be back in the game, wait till you're clear about what you want and you have a plan before you start thinking about finding your next opportunity and starting up the interviewing again. Um, Reconnect with everybody, like I said. I would take this time, if it happens to you, to reconnect with friends and family, take care of yourself, You've probably been so busy with work you haven't been doing that. Take a little mini vacation, whatever. Uh, just don't jump right back into a uh, a job search. And then when you're ready and you're clear and you know what you want, then you can start working on how to position yourself, right? You can update your resume. You can update your LinkedIn. 
you might have to, and I would say you probably will have to refresh your website. Most people have let it go stale. If you have a portfolio like designers do, it's probably stale. Yeah, time to update all that, right? So this is all the stuff that um, I talk about in this um, job search workshop and the homework that people have. It's, it's pretty detailed, and that's the point, is that you'll be more than ready for the interview once you've gone through this. You'll be ready to answer any questions. You'll be ready to sell yourself really well. You'll feel confident in those meetings, talking with people. And you'll start working that hidden job market to get those inside champions so that they already want you. Nothing feels better than going into an interview and someone's already been pre-selling you. And so they feel like they want you and they're just trying to confirm it. They're just looking for red flags, make sure there aren't any that they overlooked. And uh, they're just trying to get confirmational information that's like, yeah, this confirms what we thought. We do want you. You're perfect. Let's get an offer out. And that's uh, the happy ending that you want. So, um, yeah, go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com if you want to read more of these articles. Um, all about layoffs and job searching. I have tons of free information up there that could help. Uh, because I can't even begin to coach everybody that reaches out to me, especially with all these layoffs. You know, I don't have that much time available. But that's why I've spent years writing these articles and doing this podcast is so that you can get the advice you need. And it's uh, it's free. It's up there for everybody to access. So I wish you luck. Best of luck with uh, avoiding this crazy crisis of layoffs that's going around and staying off that layoff list and keeping your job and getting to the other side of it. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.